Welcome to Kava and Kettlebells, where we talk about kava, fitness, and life. Let's get kava fine. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. Kava and Kettlebells, this is Charles. Hey, guys, this is Heidi. Thank you so much for listening again. If you haven't already, please rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Instagram at kava underscore kettlebells. Share with your friends and family. Really help us get this message out. All right, on today's episode, we really wanted to do a deep dive into Kratom. We've talked about it a lot, and so we thought that we would, you know, give you guys a little bit more detail on what Kratom is. Kratom is something that's very popular. It's totally different from kava, but if you go to a kava bar, they are more than likely also going to have Kratom. They kind of, you know, Kratom and kava are, many people who use kava use Kratom. So we just thought we would, you know, familiarize you guys with it and just help educate you a bit. Yeah, and like Heidi said, um, you know, we've been talking about Kratom on the show. We've posted on it with our Instagram. We had, you know, Mitra 9 brands on who have a Kratom seltzer. We had Matt from Combat Kratom on, who makes a Kratom extract. And um, <clears throat> we we figured we wanted to do an actually dedicated episode to like what Kratom is. Because we realized that while we talk about it, while we have people on here, um, some of you might not really know maybe the history of Kratom, kind of the uses of it, and also some of the side effects. So we're going to do a little dive into Kratom today. And again, kind of give you the history and... Uh, also kind of talk about like why we use it. Yeah, and I think it's also really important because kava is not as controversial, but kratom is. And there's a lot of information out there that isn't true and a lot of lies and kratom. And we'll get more into more details about that on this episode. But we just kind of wanted to clear the air, at, you know, and give you our education on it and help you understand maybe things that you've heard that aren't true and kind of see, you know, how you feel about it. So, yeah. Yeah, so Kratom itself, and you'll hear it called uh, Kratom, which is how we pronounce them. Also, you'll hear like Kratom. Which uh, I think is how you traditionally would say it, you know, and it comes from Southeast Asia, like Thailand area. Uh, so I don't know if it's, we're just have westernized the way of saying it. But. Yeah, so I, I hear it both ways. I hear people say Kratom, I hear Kratom, but um, ultimately, so. Uh, the scientific name for Kratom is Mitrigyna speciosa, and ultimately it comes from Southeast Asia, particularly places like Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia, Papua New Guinea, and traditionally the leaves of the tree have been used for centuries uh, by the indigenous people in those populations, um, really for medicinal and recreational purposes. Uh, so recently, I would say it's starting to kind of gain popularity here in the United States, but it's important for people to understand kind of where it came from. So in Southeast Asia, they've been using that for for centuries. Uh, so they've been using this, um, you know, for ailments. Um, really, it's been used to treat uh, diarrhea, cough, uh, ultimately pain relief, which is one of the main benefits of um, Kratom, um, but also... Traditionally, the leaves were also used by workers in those uh, populations. They would chew on the leaves to combat uh, fatigue out when they were laboring and also to increase energy levels too. Yeah, so Charles mentioned diarrhea, and I know that sounds like silly, but it really truly works. And, you know, not to be TMI, but we've all been there. And sometimes 
when you're in a situation like that and you have places to be. I remember uh, twice, I remember I had to teach PE and I got hit with some sort of like diarrhea. And so I drank some Kratom tea and it instantly stops it. And so that's things that you won't always hear about, but it, it works. And that's always been part of the traditional uses for, you know, from the very beginning. So, but yeah, back to, back to not to interrupt you. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and it, it really is effective for diarrhea because uh, ultimately we'll kind of get more to the action of Kratom because it does hit the um, uh, mu opioid receptors. So that's the MU-opioid receptors. And any uh, opioid essentially kind of slows down the digestive system. So that's kind of why it does help with uh, diarrhea. Um, <clears throat> so the actual... the the active ingredient in kratom is so this is a long word here but it's seven dash hydroxy mitragynine and you'll see a lot a lot of like uh extracts out there on the marketplace or drinks containing um uh, kratom it'll have like a mitra extract and that's pretty much a short for that scientific name there the actual active ingredient <clears throat> excuse me now, Kratom has a bunch of alkaloids in it that all have different effects, right? Uh, just like any plant does. But the 7-hydroxy uh, mitragynine has the, the most potent effects. That's where Kratom gets uh, the bulk of its effects from. So that's typically why you'll see that uh, extracted for use in actual products out there. Now, going back to some of the purposes... I do think it's important, again, to recognize, I'll say this again, that really where it came from and why it was used, right? So we kind of talk about it coming from Southeast Asia. Traditionally, it's been used out there medicinally, really to help those different ailments. So you might be asking yourself, okay, like, well, why is it being brought over here? You know, uh, especially like in kava bars, like what's the use of it? Well, it kind of depends. Uh, one cool thing about Kratom is it has different strains, different colors. So if you do go to Kava Bar, if you see like Kratom tea, a lot of time they'll be like, you know, what color do you want? And typically you'll see like a red, a green, uh, a white, and a, a yellow. Now, within those colors, you'll have different strains too of Kratom. You might have like, um, you know, like uh, a white, like a white elephant. You might have like a Mangda, uh, with all within the the, the white, um, uh, you know, colors. But ultimately, you kind of break kratom down by the the colors, and that kind of gives you the effects. So as far as the effects go, <clears throat> you know, I it's kind of hard because uh, I think people use kratom for different purposes. Yeah, very. Like, there's so many variety of reasons so depending on what you use it for you know you may want different effects it could be it could be different yeah because i mean kratom does help with anxiety it helps with pain relief it can also be a stimulant so use it for energy um in certain doses it can help you with focus it can help you you know that's why we've talked about in other episodes pre-workout it can be a good pre-workout because it can give you that energy it can give you that focus it can give you that pain relief um so there's a myriad of reasons to use it now where some of the controversy comes in with kratom like i said before kratom acts on the 
opioid receptors, right? So it's not... It, it acts a little different than pharmaceutical-grade uh, opioids, right? But it has some of the same effects when it comes to that pain relief, some of that euphoria. And that's kind of where the some of the, I would say, gray area comes in with people who haven't used it or don't know a lot about it. Yeah. They might automatically assume that's something you, know, you can get addicted to that has the same side effects as opioids. And that's not necessarily true. Um <clears throat> I will say that I think Kratom can be addictive in the sense that, like, caffeine can be addictive. Yes, I think that's a really good way of putting it. It, it does have addictive properties, just like caffeine has addictive properties. Just like if you're used to drinking caffeine every day, you can't just one day not drink it. You're going to have sort of withdrawals. But it's very, very different than having withdrawals from, like, a hard prescription, prescription opioid yes. or something like that. So I think that's kind of where the confusion comes in is it does have similar properties, but it is very different. It's very much less intense. And I wouldn't really compare it to apples and apples. Like it's, no, you know, yeah. apples and oranges <clears throat> in my opinion. And ultimately too, there's many cases, um, anecdotal and out there, if you, you know, really just kind of dive into research on Kratom about many individuals who were able to get off of prescription painkillers and use Kratom as a way to get off that. Yeah, and that's a huge, in my opinion, that's one of the, a huge reason why it started to become popular in America is because people were using that to come off of those prescription pain pills. And that's also, again, this is just my opinion, but that's also why it has become so controversial and they are trying to ban it. And it is banned in some areas because the FDA and people are like, well, shit, we can't make our money off of our prescriptions if people are getting off of them. And, and not to mention the opioid crisis in America. Which is huge. Um, which is a whole, you know, separate discussion. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, and this is, again, my opinion, but if it comes down to either using pharmaceutical uh, painkillers, opioids, I always think a natural alternative is better. And if someone uses Kratom as a way to get off of that and use that to alleviate their pain... I think that is a better route to go. But that's one reason also why you do need to understand that there there are very big companies in, you know, in America who do not want Kratom to be popular because it takes money out of their pocket. So when you see studies, people will throw around studies and I strongly encourage you to see who funded that study and I guarantee you it will be someone who you know, having Kratom become popular will take money away from them. So they're going to fund a study and naturally that study is going to find what they want it to find. So it's really important when you're looking at information to see where did this information come from. I will say too, one good thing about research coming out is there is a lot of pro Kratom research coming out too. Um, there's some good studies out there that show the benefits of Kratom and show it in a positive light. And there's more research coming out, I would say, that, uh, you know, are, are for Kratom in a positive light. So that's good to see, too. Yeah, so we, you know, we use Kratom, you know, for, like, pain relief as well. You know, for example, like, on my lady days, if I have some cramps, I will go to Kratom and have some tea, some Kratom tea, opposed to, 
you know, popping some Midol, popping some ibuprofen, and I feel much more comfortable putting that into my body than putting even, you know, over-the-counter pain medicine. Right, like a Tylenol or aspirin. Um, yeah, so Kratom, very effective for pain relief. Again, um, you know, take it with a grain of salt. You know, I'm not a doctor and everything, but um, it's effective for pain relief uh, from, you know, both our personal experience and for many others in the space, you know, people who experience migraines, joint pain, back pain. It's really common, too, in the elder, you know, elderly community for people who just have chronic pain and they're able to just drink drink some tea every day and it relieves that pain. People who are used to having to pop, you know, 16 pain pills a day and they're still feeling that pain because you get you get used to, you know, any sort of Anything you put in your body, your body get used to it, gets used to it, and you're gonna have to up that that tolerance. So, I I do want to circle back to the colors because I I feel like we got away there for that yes, for a second. We, so we I do want to. You guys are probably wondering, right? So when it comes back to the colors of the kratom, right? So again, there's different strains of kratom. Just kind of like with kava, we talked about. There's different strains with that. Uh, so going back to the colors, right? So primarily you'll see red, green, white, and yellow. Now, red kratom, think about relaxing. Red for relaxing, right? Reds are very good for evening time. They're very more, uh, uh, I would say, heavy on the pain relief properties when it comes to kratom. So a lot of reds, you'll typically see people with like the chronic pain or who have issues with that using reds because it's more relaxing. It's more effective for that pain relief. Now, white kratom is great for energy. So with white kratom, you'll still get the pain relief, um, but you're going to get more energy. You're going to get more focus, more stimulation from it. And the green, I would say, is kind of a mix of in between. I, am, I would say with most green strains, at least I have used, it kind of leans more towards the energy side, at least in uh, a, a small to moderate dose, with a little bit more of like that sort of mood boosting effect and yellow yellows i would say probably more towards uh the red side so less energy but uh more mood boosting a little bit more euphoria with that and i think it's really important when you're using kratom is go off of your own personal experience it may take you a while to play around with different dosings different colors to figure out how your body is going to react to it not based off of how someone else reacts to it because even Charles and I you know green is my personal favorite white is a little too much for me it's a little too, too yeah, it's a little too stimulating yeah for you. so I like green but Charles really likes white so like it's everyone is different so it's really important for you to try it for yourself and start small I couldn't stress that enough especially some things are dose super heavy and it is just very important when the label says to start small start with half start with a quarter of a dose trust it and start with it see how you feel and you know if you're not quite feeling it then you can do a little bit more but really start small because you know i it's very easy to get overwhelmed by it and get thrown too much and that's the saddest thing i think is when someone isn't educated on it and they're given way too much and then they maybe they get sick, they don't have a good reaction. So now they're really turned off of this, this really natural thing that could have really benefited them and supported them, but they weren't given it in the right way. Yeah. 
And kind of going back to that that dosing part. So, I mean, typically the the, the lower dose, the more stimulant effect you're going to have from it. So, lower dose, you might have a little bit more energy. Uh, even with like some of like the like the greens, even some of the reds, if you use a very very small dose, um, you can. It's not as sedating. Now, the more kratom you use, it's going to be more sedating. Uh, again, like I, you know, I personally I like kratom for uh, pre-workout. I like it for the energy piece. Um, it's excellent pre-workout, especially combined with you know caffeine. Uh, so I typically, you know, I would recommend, you know, a lower dose because even with like a white or a green strain, if you do kind of go into that um, upper end of dosing, it starts having that sedating effect. Yeah, and that's happened to me where, you know, I just took too much and I was in pain. It was one evening that I just, you know, I think I was having cramps and I just didn't feel good. Um, and so I was taking it for more of that pain relief relaxation but again, Charles gave me what was more like his dosing and it was just a little too much for me and I was couch locked. Like <laughs> I think I went to bed at like 745, 8 o'clock. I like headed up to bed because I was just so <clears throat> tired. Um, so that, you know, that can happen. So if you do have a bad experience, you know, please give it a second try and just like readjust your dosing, readjust your colors and see how, see how it feels. Yeah, so if you're if you're new to kratom, stick with the the lowest dose. Now, kratom's gonna come in different forms, right? So typically, you'll see it come in a powder, and uh, with a powder, typically with a teaspoon, it's gonna come out to about roughly two to three grams, depending on like the the dried weight of it. Uh, so you'll you'll see, and this is where it gets tough talking about dosages because. I personally, you know, no more than like four grams a day. That's kind of like where, where I'm at. But uh, you dive into, you know, especially like on Reddit, um, people talking about their anecdotal experiences. I mean, people take up to like 40, 50 grams of cream a day. That's, in my opinion, is where it gets dangerous because that's when it's being, I think, maybe used too much. I think that's where the addiction piece could come in. Um, if you're taking that much kratom to get through the day, and I think there is sort of like an upper limit to it too, where the side effects outweigh the benefits. So please, when it comes to kratom, uh, especially the powder, uh, I would stick. To, honestly, if you can get away with like one to three grams a day, which is what like for my my dosing for me is about one one and a half. That's like my sweet spot. And too much more for me, I just I can't do it. Um, and and it, off that, like for me, and like I'm, you know, two hundred and ten, two hundred fifteen pounds usually. Uh, two to three grams for me. That's I can feel it. It's useful. Any more than that, I don't. So even if, bag. you know, so the average dosing for, say, um, a tea for, like, a powder, which is our favorite way to use it, we think, same with kava, just the more traditional way is, I think, more effective, and I like the way it feels better than when it's adulterated with, you know, in a gummy form or a drink form. Those can, they have a place, like, I'm not saying they're bad, but I prefer, you know, for, like, my go-to, just more like the powder tea form. 
Um, so again, I'm like about 125 pounds and me, it's like one, one and a half. And that's where I'm at. But the average dosing will tell you like one teaspoon. I do about a half teaspoon. So again, start small, see what works for you. Don't necessarily go off of, you know, someone else or the label. Yeah. So, you know, kind of going back on to like the effects of Kratom and everything. Uh, so pain relief, you know, this is kind of the obvious one. Uh, energy, focus with some of the strains is really good. I could compare it almost to kind of like a caffeine type buzz, which is interesting because um, Kratom, the plant, is actually in the coffee family. Uh, so it's related to the coffee plant, but obviously is a you know different um yeah i think that is, i and, always think that is interesting though that they are related <laughs> but it's you know it's completely different but i do find it interesting that there's some of the same similarities right because uh, caffeine coffee has some of that mood boosting that energy effects that you know some of the cream does also it's so like sometimes in the afternoon instead of going for another cup of coffee i will go for like some kratom yeah. or like the you know we've talked about different kratom seltzers um like mitra nine and you know i'll grab one of those in the afternoon just for like a little pick me up instead of having another cup of coffee yeah and um i did want to hit it on like anxiety with kratom too because uh, we, you know, we always talk about kava and the anxiety, and the reason for uh, kava being affected with the anxiety is because it affects the uh, the brain's GABA receptors. Now, uh, kratom also affects the brain's GABA receptors too, so you do kind of get some of that stress relief, some of that, uh, you know, going back to like that mood boosting and anxiety relief uh, that kava can have. Uh, again, completely different plant, but. You know, Kratom does act on the GABA receptors too. So uh, for those of you with anxiety, you might find some relief uh, using Kratom too. But again, start small because I would hate for you to overdo it and become like more then become anxious. anxious. Um, so start small. You know, it's not one of those things that like more is better. Not necessarily. Like start really small, especially like if you can find benefits with a smaller dose, well, you're going to save money because you don't have to use as much. So start small. Don't feel like you have to be taking a ton. Yes. I mean, I think with any substance, you know, there's people always try to ch chase the dragon. And it kind of comes to the point where like it's just not worth it anymore. And again, I think there's an upper limit to most of these things to where you're just not going to feel it anymore. It's just going to bring out more side effects. Uh, so speaking of side effects, let's talk about side effects of Kratom, right? Um, so some of the, I would say the biggest side effects that most people are going to experience is with using too much. And you're going to know immediately because you're going to get super fucking nauseous. Yeah. Um, na nausea, vomiting are common with Kratom. Uh, again, if you use too much, that's where you're going to have that side effects so like Heidi kept on hitting on um, start small also don't go right for the extracts I would definitely use the powder first um, or make tea from the leaves before you jump into the extracts extracts with kratom are very strong there's a lot of extracts out there especially around like the smoke shops and stuff like that um, and I don't know they are they're potent and they, they hit very different too yes and so like if you if your first experience is an extract in my opinion just like the kava if, it, if your first experience is like this flavored you know fruity seltzer that you're not going to truly know well i would say most of the strong ex extracts actually come in a pill form 
Um, oh, for a kratom. Yeah, for yeah, kratom, yeah. or they come in like a like a little liquid. And but they just they hit very differently, so I wouldn't want that to be your first experience and not truly understand what kratom can be. Um, and that just kind of reminds me, if you remember our first, uh, the talk that we did about our first kava experience, it was actually our first kava and kratom experience, is when we went to the kava bar in Miami, and he was, you know, just giving us lots of kratom and kava and mixing them together, and that's another thing is, the first time you do it, I wouldn't mix it. I would do just kratom so you know how it affects you, how you feel on it, don't mix it with kava until you understand how your body feels on kratom, how your body feels on kava, and to know your tolerance. I think it, it is so important. Um, and a lot of kava bars, unfortunately, they, you know, there are some great kava bars that really do respect it and won't throw that at you. Um, but, you know, not not all of them do. And, and they may just kind of <coughs> push it and on I think, you. <laughs> and I think, like, they can be combined for sure. Um, and... You know, I think they can complement each other, and that's why most kava bars have kratom. But yeah, if it's your first time using kratom or kava, definitely like give the ingredients respect and try it individually first before you jump into just like kind of like what we did and just having these drinks that were come like you know kava and kratom combined and ultimately didn't really know which one was affecting you. And it did make me nauseous. Like, I remember Charles felt great, but I remember on our, <laughs> our taxi ride home, I was just trying so hard not to throw up, and I didn't. But, I, you know, I felt super nauseous. And so that's anecdotal, of course, but a really good example. Um, but going back to the side effects, I think, I, I think that Kratom is such a beneficial plant, and I think that it has such great benefits medicinally you know pain relief helping people come off of being addicted to pain pills but um, it is often touted as this no harm no foul like perfect magical thing that doesn't have any bad side effects so I do think it is very important to understand that there are going to be side effects just like anything you know it does have addictive properties if you overdo it you know if you take it all day every day you know you need to assess your tolerance you also need to wean off of it. If you're taking it daily, you need to take, you know, take a couple breaks, take a break. So you're, or a couple weeks, take, you know, take a break of it and ease yourself off so you don't become addicted to it. So I think it's important to understand that you can, just like anything, you can be addicted to anything. So don't act like it is this um, harmless thing. Just understand what the side effects could be and respect the, respect the plant enough to be cautious in that sense. Yeah. Um, that's that's all true, and uh, I do want to say this out there to the uh, the men who use kratom. Keep in mind with kratom, uh, kratom use can actually raise your prolactin, which is a hormone, right? And uh, too high prolactin can lead to issues like with your testosterone levels, um, your sex drive, all that kind of stuff. So if you're using kratom, keep the dosages low. Um, I would also supplement potentially with, um, um, you know, let me see, a good one. Probably like uh, uh, L-Dopa, which is uh, from uh, Mucuna Pruins, uh, which is a, um, an herb. It helps um, actually reduce prolactin. And then there's a, a form of vitamin B6 called P5P, and that's a... Vitamin actually helps lower prolactin also. So keep in mind with that. 
There's literature out there showing that kratom does not affect testosterone levels, but um, from you know anecdotal experience, and you can go onto all the Reddit forums and you can pe- see people talking about it. But it kind of does take a a hit on your uh, hormones if you're not you know keeping your diet in check and your training in check, especially if you're going to that upper dosage. So side effects are there. Um, a few last things here. It can cause constipation, so again, helps with diarrhea, but again, if you're using um, adequate dosages of it, yeah, yeah you know, and uh, not, you know, having your fiber and water intake on point, can cause constipation. Uh, also, uh, I would say that the, uh, I would say maybe more with the extracts, but it can actually sometimes cause insomnia. I mean, depending on, like, what you're using. So, like, since it does have, like, an energy effect, I would be careful with taking it close to bedtime. I know before, sometimes when I use the extracts, especially if it was in the evening, I had issues sleeping. So, um, you take that as what you will, but I also tend to have more sleep issues than most people. so. (laughs) So, yeah. So, we just, you know, we really wanted to help educate you guys a little bit on Kratom. I think it's one of the more, like we said, a little bit more controversial. But because of that, you're naturally going to find very skewed information. So, when you are, you know, again, we, if you're interested in trying it, definitely do your, you know, your research. And um, start small. Start those doses small. Really pay attention to, you know, what colors and all the strains that you are using, the dosing, so that you can understand what exactly you're getting so you know better for the next time you you want to turn to it. And, sorry, last thing we want to talk about is the legality, right? Oh, yeah. We didn't touch on that. Right now, Kratom is federally legal. It's not banned like, let's say, you know, cannabis is federally illegal. Um, But certain states have made it illegal to buy sell and possess kratom so states where it's illegal at alabama arkansas indiana rhode island vermont and wisconsin but there's also some places like florida where kratom is huge because kava bars um sarasota county it's actually uh illegal there so while florida as a state it's legal sarasota county by itself it's illegal yeah, that was kind of a bummer for us because we came from Arizona to Alabama and um, it's illegal here in Alabama. But again, you can go, you know, a couple hours to Florida and um, it is legal. So, yeah. And if you want more information, the American Kratom Association is so great. Yes. They really fight really hard to try and protect the rights of, you know, small businesses who do like smoke shops and kava shops are constantly bombarded with new random, you know, regulations that make no sense and are spewed by lies. And so the American Kratom Association is constantly fighting to try and keep Kratom alive and legal um, in as many states as they can and hopefully one day, you know, federally everywhere. So if you want more information, we definitely would encourage you to um, check them out. Their website is www.protectkratom.org, and that's K-R-A-T-O-M. Um, so American Kratom Association, if you're able to support them as well to help them um, you know, fight all this 
hate on Kratom, um, that would be awesome as well. Yeah, so uh, hopefully this gave you guys a little insight into Kratom. Again, you know, use your own research. Uh, talk to people who've used it. Um, and again, make you know the decision for yourself if you want to try it. If you do try it, always start with a low dose and then go from there. But hope you guys enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. All right, guys. Thanks so much.